Welcome to our new series on Biblical Leadership. In the next few weeks, we want to glean on the example of the greatest leader that walked the earth, Jesus himself. There's a myth on leadership that says not everyone is a leader. Well, I beg to disagree. The truth is all of us are leaders in various degrees and capacities. All of us are called to influence others in a good way, and all of us have someone to lead and something to contribute to this world. And the first person you should be leading is yourself. You're right, that's right, yourself. From the time you wake up in the morning, you start leading. You lead, firstly, your mind. You tell your mind, your will, and your emotions what to do. You make decisions beginning with yourself. Many books have been written on leadership, and there's so many good books to learn from, books that will explain the science, the art, the principles, the methods, and the ways of leadership. But none comes close to the true definition of leadership as exemplified in the Bible. In fact, most of the books that were ever written, all their principles, everything they're teaching on, actually came from the good book, the Bible, the best book ever written on leadership. So today, as we begin our series, we advocate and esteem God's Word on this particular topic. So let's begin. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without the shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus went through all the towns and the villages. Okay, Jesus is the example of leadership in this particular passage. What does that mean? Jesus did not wait for people to come to him or invited people to come. He actually went to them. Why did he go to all the towns, to all the villages? Why? What provoked him, what compelled him to go? What was in his heart? Was there something he knew? Was there something he had to say? Was there something he saw? Well, two things he did. First, he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom. And secondly, he healed the sick. Why? Let's continue. When Jesus saw the crowd, that's one of my favorite verses, very short. When Jesus saw the crowd, let's stop there for a while. What did Jesus see? Was there something about the crowd? Was there something he saw with the multitudes? What do you see when you look at the crowd? Personally, I sometimes don't like crowded places. I sometimes avoid crowds or a group of people. Well, not all the time, not, not for me, but I enjoy people. But what did Jesus see? Jesus saw what most people won't see with their natural eyes. Jesus saw people beyond the physical. He saw the people with, in their spiritual state. And he saw them like sheep who were harassed and helpless, like without a shepherd. He compared people to sheep. He wasn't trying to degrade people or look down on people. He was merely trying to explain to the people of that particular time uh, an analogy so that they could understand what he was trying to say. 
Because many people during those days, the times of Jesus were shepherds, just like King David. Even Jesus himself in another passage was called the good shepherd. But how did Jesus feel when he saw the crowd? You know how he felt? He felt compassion on them. Compassion. I know many of you are compassionate people. Uh, do you feel compassion for people, especially the lost? Um, I, I sometimes am, sometimes not. But my first point is this. A biblical leader is a compassionate leader. Compassion is defined as sympathetic, has pity and concern for the sufferings and misfortunes of others. There's a consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to help out, to help alleviate uh, their problems. Jesus was the ultimate compassionate leader. He didn't just sympathize with the people. He wasn't just conscious of their issues and their problems. He was concerned. He was concerned. His compassion led to action. He did something about it. He didn't just try to solve the problem. He became the solution to their problems. He went on to say that they were harassed and helpless. What did he mean when he said harassed? Harassed could mean stressed out, troubled, maybe agitated, hard-pressed in other ways, or were worn out with the problems of their day-to-day. -day. And they were also helpless. Uh, it, it means incapable or weak, defenseless and powerless. You know, I've felt powerless at times in my life. There are times where I don't know what to do. I also feel sometimes helpless and harassed, just like the sheep. Well, they were like sheep without a shepherd. This life is hard enough, not to mention if you don't have a leader or family to support you and sympathize with you. We all do need a shepherd, don't we? In our lives, we need leaders in our lives. I'm blessed to have leaders in my life. I'm blessed to have people who can tell me. Sometimes I don't like hearing it, but I am blessed to have people who will tell me the truth in love, sometimes to rebuke me. A shepherd who will guide me, especially one that is compassionate and truly cares for us. We need a compassionate leader. We need somebody to take care of us, like a shepherd. My second point, a biblical leader is a leader that is selfless. Selfless. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is referring to Jesus. He was the good shepherd. He was the good shepherd because he was willing to lay down his life for the sheep. To give up his life for the sheep. Man, that's hard to do. Probably I can do it for my family. Uh, uh, because, you know, you love them. But that was Jesus. He'll do it for anyone. The good news is we do have a leader. We do have a shepherd. Okay? And he's always present, by the way. One that is compassionate. He knows the sheep, uh, that sheep left alone can go astray and can be killed by wolves. Or that we can go hungry on their own. He knew they needed a shepherd. He also knew they needed a savior. Well, he did something about it. He laid down his life for the sheep. One trait of a leader is selflessness. A leader that will care for the people, not to take advantage of them, not to use them or abuse them or lord it over them. Jesus was it. He took care of them as a good shepherd would the sheep. He fed them, protected them, led them, even died for them. He was the example. Jesus was a leader. How many of you know it's so hard to be selfless? It's almost difficult, almost impossible, right? 
unless, unless you experience someone demonstrating it to you. With the help of God's example, we too can be a selfless leader. And many of you watching already are. This reminds me of how selfish I was when I first got married. This was like uh, 32 years ago, excuse me. I thought I was the man. <laughs> you know, when you're young, you young bloods out there, you think you're the man, the selfish, selfless guy, right? Until you get married. When I got married, you know, I was enjoying life. I said, well, okay, this is nice. And then I, one day I went to my wife and said, honey, can I play basketball with the guys? And he said, okay. So I left and played with my friends. And following day, they invited me again and I played again. And the third day, I said, honey, can I go play? And she said, okay. And, <laughs> and the fourth time it was bad. I, you know, we, we had an argument and I realized how selfish I was. All I was thinking of was myself. My, you know, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I was selfish, self-absorbed. I think I, so that's the story. Also, another story was when my son was, I don't know how many months Luis was, and I came home from work and I was so tired. Some of you probably know this. And I was carrying my baby. Uh, I'm sorry, my wife was carrying Luis at that time. And I was lying down in bed and I was watching her almost falling because she was tired too. And I said, should I stand up and get Luis or just let it be because I still have work the following day? So I made a decision, I'm just gonna sleep. <laughs> and when I shut my eyes, man, the Holy Spirit, God spoke to me, you know, literally in my heart. He said, Jay, you're such a selfish person. You, you're not a leader, you're a wimp. That's how I heard from God. And honestly, I was so convicted. I felt I was a wimp. I felt like I wasn't leading right. I was selfish. So I mustered enough energy and I stood up and I said, honey, give me Luis. So I got my son, the next few seconds, I was the one going like this. I was, almost, I was so tired. But you know, I was sending in this story because that was a turning point in my life where I realized that you men, the, the head of the household, a leader is somebody who is selfless, not thinking of yourself. So you buffet, I buffet my body and I said, Lord, help me become the selfless leader uh, that I should be. And from that time on, I kind of learned how to become, you know, more, more or less a selfless leader. I put them first, putting other people's needs first before myself. And, you know, that grew and grew and grew. And, and that's what the selfless Neither is, you know, I'm many times I'm still selfish and I'm a work in progress, just like most of us, but that's what Jesus is. He showed us what a selfless leader is. My third point, a biblical leader is a leader that is protective. Some of you has a, you know, uh, some, some of us are very protective. Some of you are overprotective. In fact, this verse says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulder, shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and, and his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, 
in this na- in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. In this passage, you see the shepherd leaving the 99 and going after the one. The one. There are several things we can learn from this. But one of them is a leader that is protective. Normally, the wolf or the enemy find it hard to attack a flock. But when one leaves the flock, that's when the wolf attacks. You have a flock that somehow gets you covered. There's covering, there's protection when you're in a flock, right? You see, the shepherd is always on the lookout for a sheep that has gone astray or is lost. The reason is, he's making sure everyone is protected and no harm will come on them. The shepherd is decisive and wise, but the heart is always wanting to protect the sheep and the flock. So to summarize, the good shepherd or a biblical leader is a shepherd that is is a leader that's compassionate, selfless, and protective. I'm going to repeat that. A biblical leader is one that is who is compassionate, selfless, and protective. Sometimes that's not the defin- definition of leadership for the world. Okay, in the world system, is you have to be selfish, and you're always thinking about yourself. So for those of you who are watching and listening today, and I know some of you are going through tough times, maybe you're harassed, maybe you are helpless, sometimes powerless or defenseless in your situation. Well, the sheep, uh, sometimes you feel like you're the sheep without the shepherd. I'd like to suggest to you today that uh, to make Jesus your shepherd, he is here for you. Okay, he's, he's wanting to protect you. He's wanting to take care of you. He is a selfless shepherd. He's compassionate and he always wants to care for you. In short, you're looking for somebody who is a biblical leader who is able to shepherd you. If you haven't done this yet, if you haven't found your shepherd, Jesus, who you haven't found your Lord, If you want him to make him your Lord in your life, this is the perfect time to do it. All you need to do is to talk to him. You know, I was once lost myself. I stray away from God, I was lost. But Jesus sought me, okay? He he found me and he put me on his shoulders. And that's exactly what Jesus wants to do with you. The only thing is, are you willing to be shepherded by God? Do you want to make him your Lord and Savior? So if that is you, well, you've come to the right place. See, God can hear you wherever you are, whether you're in your home or in the car or you're watching over your computer or your phone. Jesus knows your heart. Jesus knows that you are harassed. You are helpless like we all do. 